Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 298. On this episode, we've got some renewal news, and then we'll be discussing recent episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I almost called it Marvin's. I almost <laughs> did it. <laughs> Arrow, Sleepy Hollow, and The Walking Dead, plus some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 298. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... I'm Andrea Towers from Entertainment Weekly. And Kyle Nolan from notaryruns.net. Thank you both for joining me this week. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but when I go to say Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it comes out <laughs> Marvin's for some reason. I like Marvin's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I could sense it. As soon as you stumbled, I'm like, he's going for Marvin. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I I have no idea why why that happens. It's, it's a weird – it, like, happened – one time and now it's stuck <laughs> that way. Like you can't, you can't do anything. Can't seem to get past it. But I don't know. Marvin's a- Agents of Shield could be could be good. It could be different. <laughs> I, I suppose it depends on which Marvin <laughs> is doing it. I don't know. So, but enough of that. We'll jump into the news. ABC has renewed BattleBots for a second season. So I'm sure uh, Kyle's super happy. I think I watched two episodes. I never watched it before. I watched like two episodes of this season and then peak TV and deleted it. (laughs) Oh, peak TV. FX has renewed American Horror Story for a sixth season, so that's not really a surprise. Show's going to go on forever. People continue to watch it for some reason. (laughs) I'm still watching, even though I hate this season. I think this season's terrible. I like this season, but... I hated last season, though, so I don't See, know. See, I really it. liked last season. I thought last season was great. This I'm season, like I think it... Mark. <laughs> I think this season looks really nice, but I just don't really care for the story. I think that's the thing about the show is, is since it does change completely from season to season, is you have people that like that type of show that are like you just both were talking about is... I like this season, and somebody else is like, I don't like this season, but I like last <laughs> season. And so people keep watching it, even though they don't really like it, or they might drop it, but then they'll come back the next one to see if they like that next season. And so it just can keep going as long as they find a new place to put wacky stuff happening. And then uh, over the last couple of days here, NBC has renewed Blindspot for a second season. And then yesterday at their... Chicago Day event, they announced that Chicago Fire will be back for a fifth, and and Chicago PD will also be returning for a fourth season. And then they ordered three more episodes of The Mysteries of Laura, because uh, I suppose... Because they just needed <laughs> to add three more episodes. I guess that will, that'll, that'll do it. That'll give them just enough for whatever they need to do this season. I, for, I forgot that was even on. <laughs> like... Well, I I think the thing I liked about that announcement is that a while back they ordered five more scripts, but apparently they only like three of them, I guess, <laughs> since they only picked up three more episodes. That that was the thing that just seemed seemed kind of funny. So yeah, I don't I don't know, but not a surprise on the Chicago shows. Those are both doing really well. I guess uh Fire, I think. I can't remember one of them. I think it's Fire is like the second best rated show on the network. 
be like behind blind spot. Like it's even doing better than than the numbers that like the blacklist are bringing in. People like it for scripted stuff. I mean, I guess the voice would still be probably would be up there somewhere, but yeah. But I think it's you know I guess it's good for NBC to finally have some success, yeah. <laughs> some stability, <laughs> some stability and success. You know, and it's not comedy, but it's it's something. I, I wish I actually watched those shows because it would be fun to have all like the crossovers and stuff, but. All I ever saw of that whole grouping was just the pilot screener of Fire, and I haven't watched any of the other ones since. Yeah, I admittedly don't watch any of the Chicago shows, and I feel so left out at work. I'm like the person at work who doesn't watch anything that actually needs to be watched, like all the shows I watch, <laughs> no one else likes. So, like, everyone watches, like, CW stuff and the Chicago shows, and I'm over here being like, but I love, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Americans and, like, all that stuff that no one watches, like, the serious shows, like, it's really bad. I'm sure we'll have more about the Chicago shows next week when Amory's back on the podcast and she attended the Chicago day and visited all the sets of all the, all the Chicago shows yesterday. So I'm sure we'll hear plenty more about her and Kurt's adventures in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Have that to, to look forward to. Uh, and then lastly, sci-fi renewed Z nation for a third season. I like the first season, the second season I fallen behind due to, uh, DVR backup. <laughs> I have like five or six episodes sitting on my TiVo, but I'll eventually catch up. Yeah, that's what I keep saying about a lot of stuff. And then <laughs> I finally just go, no, that's not going to happen because I don't have. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I have the I have the skip mode and the quick mode on my TiVo. So, <laughs> so I can skip over the ads and watch it 30% faster right on the TiVo. So hopefully that'll help me catch up on this, uh, this backlog. I still say it. If, if you've got to watch it at a, at a increased speed, you might as well not be watching it at all. You might Maybe well. they're, the writers are just writing it too slow and I'm improving. <laughs> yes, that's Kyle. Wants 30-minute shows. All shows should be 30-minute shows. That's... <laughs> exactly. You can fit more. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for the news. We'll move on to the primetime segment. First up, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 6, Among Us Hide, was the last episode that aired where we we found out some stuff about what's been going on. So what do you... What do you think about this season so far of of Agents of Shield, Andrea? I love it. I mean, I I don't know. I hang out on like I hang out online, but like I read like Tumblr and I read the like Twitter and all that and I see like all the fans and I feel like it's been kind of really divided this season. Like there are a lot of people that really, really like the direction they're going. And then there are people who are very specific fans of certain characters that are not happy. And it's just like really interesting, like when like when the whole reveal happened last week with Lash, like I was legitimately like surprised. Like when I watched that on my screener, like I legitimately didn't see it coming. And I watched the show each week and I like count myself as pretty invested. Like I don't just kind of watch idly, like I'm invested in the characters. And then I don't know, apparently everyone got online after and like half of them were like, oh my God, this isn't like insane. I didn't see this. And the other half were like, yeah, we totally called this and you could tell. And like, how did you not know? Like, well, 
Like I didn't know. <laughs> like I thought it was a good reveal. Apparently, maybe I'm I'm dumb when it comes to picking up on like characters' expressions. Um, but I like. I do like what they're doing this season. And I mean, I think honestly, every season has kind of been an improvement. Um, not that every season is so far has been perfect. Um, there's obviously been, you know, a couple stumbles in both storytelling and, um, plots and, you know, characters they've introduced and that kind of stuff that haven't fit in quite as well. Um, but, like if you know, I look at the show now and trying to figure out the direction that it's headed. I think it it's finally starting to really find its footing, um, and something that like I continually say in like every recap I write is that they kind of know where they're going, and you don't really get things that are drawn out as much anymore, which I feel like they used to do. Um, it's kind of like, here's a mystery or here's like a question and here's an answer. But now like this answer is apparently part of something bigger. And like, like literally my one complaint about this season is that I need more of Mockingbird, but that's a complete personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I think that's going to happen now that she's, now, now that she got back out there and electrocuted the guy in the pool and and whatnot, I think that I think that we're going to see more of her back out in action now. I hope so. I was like, yes, finally, we're bringing you like out of the lab. Like, do more things. <laughs> yeah, well, they they had to get her back out of the lab because they've got to, you know, in the second half of the season, they're going to have to right. work on. On setting up the spinoff, right? That's <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, I know. I'm still. That's like something I really want to happen too, which is a whole other thing. But I hope that happens. I mean, I would if that happened. I would be sad to kind of see her leave her and uh, Nick Blood leave the show. But I think, uh, but I think it would it would be fun for me to see them like in their own little show. So hopefully, you know, that happens at some point. So what do you think, Kyle? So. I was also surprised by the Lash reveal, but going back and rewatching the episode, I was thinking this should have been so obvious. Like, cause you, <laughs> cause you know, you know, you know, it's coming up and you keep seeing the way he interacts with all these people. And it right. seems so obvious, but it definitely wasn't when I was watching it first, not knowing anything. But yeah, this season, I've enjoyed the season. I just hope they don't break up Fitz and Simmons yet again, because that's the one pairing I really enjoy. And I don't like uh, he's being real nice about it, like helping her out finding this guy. But I hope like once they find him, it's not like, oh, now they're broken up again. And and they they fool around with that. Um, I really did like um the stuff with uh, Nick Blood in this episode, like the comedic stuff where he's just like <laughs> punching people out and, and like just going nuts, like uh, <laughs> that, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really enjoying this season um, so far. Like I like you said, I think it's been getting better each season and more uh, more interesting each season. Yeah, well, I think it it's that this season they finally got to people with abilities and superpowers and stuff that they finally let go of the, we're just going to be normal people tracking down people or trying to keep things under wraps or whatever that they actually have given some main characters, some abilities. So there is some superheroics type of stuff happening. I think that makes, makes it more fun. 
Uh, I think the reveal, I think you're right, Kyle. Like watching the episode, you probably should have been able to figure it out before they tell you. But then I also wasn't really, I don't know, sometimes I just watch along and don't really get into trying to guess all that much. I just go about following it because a few episodes ago, people were talking about, you know, they thought it was constant Zimmer's character. You know, I heard, I heard people talk about that and, and all kinds of things. And the only one that sort of made sense was the guy that Daisy and, and them were tracking in this episode. But once they were doing that, then you were like, well, that's probably not going to be him. Cause it doesn't seem like they're just going to like, actually like find him right, right now in this episode. Yeah. But then it went, it went back and, you know, stuff made sense. Like, why Daisy didn't get killed, <laughs> you know, the same thing Daisy wondered, you know, why did Lash just walk off and, and leave me there when I was partially incapacitated and probably could have easily been taken. Yeah. Which was a question I had was like, and so that's why it seemed like it was, it had to have been somebody that we knew of kind of that would, for some reason have let that one go because of, some sort of relationship or or knowledge of something, you know, happening in the whole thing that that now when you look at it, it it sort of makes the most sense, except for I hope that's what I I think that's what we're gonna get in tonight's episode, I guess, maybe is the explanation of how that came about. Because it Spoiler does Spoiler alert, you will. Because <laughs> <laughs> it because it does seem like you go, okay, that's the reveal. Well, I'm going to I'm going to need a good explanation for that because yeah. otherwise it it becomes one of those reveals that just like it just comes out of nowhere and makes no sense. It's just for the just for the idea of making a big reveal, you know, of 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 giving a big twist. So hopefully we'll see you know a good explanation for how that came about. Yeah, and how long he's been like this and is is he stuck like this or what's going to happen to him so yeah well also like may knows like or at least she that's what she's been told and you know what will what will daisy think and i heard you stumble for sky <laughs> that's still bugs me. i'm still not used to calling her daisy like yeah, she's I, still sky to me yeah <laughs> the amount of time <laughs> Like, the amount of times I write Sky instead of Daisy and, like, have to go back when I'm recapping is, like, I should have one of those jars. I joke I should have one of those, like, swear jars where every time, like, the writers do. Like, I know the writers have this, and I'm like, I should have one, too, because every time I type it, I have to go back. I can't, like, get it through my head. Yeah, it's the same thing. I was talking about the show with a friend at work, and he goes, he goes, I'm like Coulson. I just call her Sky. <laughs> like, I, haven't, I haven't come around on the – because, yeah, you have – you basically have like two seasons of calling this character by one name and then how all of a sudden you're supposed to, to switch over. But I think it has continued to get better each season. And I think that's only some people st would still talk about that as like, Oh, well, you know, getting better in season three, that's just too late. And it's just like, well, sort of, except that if you were watching something, even if it started out good, wouldn't you want it to keep getting better? You know, like, yeah. would you, or do you want your shows to like start out great and then somehow just stay that way and be the same? Right. So, yeah, would I have liked this one to have started out better? Sure. But 
through the end of the first season and all the way through the second season and now into what they've got going now, am I glad that I've stuck around with it and that it has kept getting better? Yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah. I mean, I'm glad it's getting better. And I've, I've had, I mean, at this point in the game, like three, four seasons into a show, you know, I've, it's either just kind of stayed the same and hasn't done anything to really intrigue me or it's just started to go down so i'm glad it hasn't gotten to that point yeah or you get like the next show on the list <laughs> arrow where you get you get good season great season eh, season yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know it's like do you do you want the roller coaster of seasons or do you want a continued upward trajectory <laughs> uh but anyways speaking of which the last episode that aired was season four episode five of arrow entitled Haunted, where we got the return of Constantine, and we found out that he and Oliver are old pals <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that met on the island. And, uh, Andrea, what did you, you think of this episode, or what we've got going on so far on Arrow? I like what Arrow's doing this season. I'm just, I'm so happy that we're starting to kind of maybe finally move away from like so many island flashbacks like literally that's my problem with the show like please stop with the island flashbacks i know they're never gonna stop but that one season which i like the first or second season where it was just like every other week <laughs> like i can't do this anymore. At, at least the hair is cut <laughs> so yeah oh my that's God. one major improvement that makes them bearable <laughs> these flashbacks <laughs> i mean you only really have what, one more season of flashbacks? Because if they go into a sixth season, what are they going to do? Flashback to stuff that happened true. the first year he came back? This is true. You have yeah. point. It'll be um, like Back to the Future Part 2. It'll be <laughs> in the same scenes. You'll find out other stuff that he did when he came back that you didn't know of yet. That's the only thing about the trajectory of Arrow and the continuing adding in of things like now magic and previously with powered beings from adding flash into the, into things is that when it gets mentioned at the beginning of this season and, and he's like, I've seen some stuff and you're just like, but would you really not mention magic ever? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the only thing for me is, so I'm trying to you know put some of that stuff aside that some of these things are obviously not necessarily original direction that they may have been going or whatever because otherwise you may have seeded some of this stuff in a little better but that's that's the only kind of problem that I have with arrow right now I kind of I'm enjoying the season for the most part but I think it's suffering from having the to add in all this other stuff and then it makes previous seasons seem weird because yeah, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like this season's been in kind of an overload. It's like all of a sudden it's like, now you have, you have the, the grave mystery. You have like Oliver and Felicity in a relationship. You have, um, you know, Sarah's back. You have the mayor thing. You have Constantine. I don't know. It's just like all of a sudden there's so much stuff. <laughs> Now, is Constantine supposed to be on more episodes, or was this just like a one-off? I don't know, which is probably bad that I don't know, but I haven't 
I just don't tend to pay like close attention to casting. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if they if they said, but it does seem like in a season where the major bad guy has magical powers that you might need to consult Constantine again since he sort of spends his time in that world, you know, in, yeah. in the supernatural and the magic and the and all that type of stuff. So it seems like that would be that would be likely. Overall, I'm enjoying that this this season seems to uh, be more back on track, but it's still having to deal with all the other stuff that it's done. But so far, I think so f- this season, it's the same thing with Flash, is that so much of the show seems to be setting up Legends of Tomorrow as opposed right. to just being their own show, where both shows have to keep doing all these things to where we're going to get, I guess, a big crossover here kind of like we did uh, last year but we're going to get even more people added in so that it it's really setting up things for legend of tomorrow and i think that's the while i'm enjoying flash and i'm and i like arrow and i am interested in seeing legends of tomorrow and i even watched the you know the few episodes of vixen on cw seed but as it keeps creating this bigger and bigger thing it just seems to cause to me, it seems to start causing problems for each of the shows because they have to keep dealing with the stuff that the other shows are doing. Even if you were just watching one or the other, that stuff is filtering into it. And I was glad that Supergirl ended up on on CBS and they made it not part of the Arrowverse because that would have just been a whole nother thing. Because there's, it's getting to be times where you get situations where you just go why why do you call the flash you know yeah. that that type of stuff now they're or, doing because they're doing the flash crossover too they're yeah. doing like the whole thing so now it's it's just like once it starts it's not going to stop yeah it's like certain because it, it starts presenting those types of situations where you're just like well why doesn't this seems like more of a, a job where you would have called in the flash uh, because speed would definitely help out here and then but see, I, I, I like I like these. I like when there's pieces of it in there because it justifies why I'm watching Arrow, <laughs> <laughs> and I actually enjoy. Like I'm more interested in like what happened to that. Uh, I can't even think of his name. The rich guy there. Um, like what happened to him, and let's see what's going on with him. Like that was part of this episode. Like I'm in, more interested in that than I couldn't care less about dead Sarah coming back to life. I just want her like. I want that whole like storyline with that Lazarus pit and all that uh, Raja ghoul and all that stuff gone. I hated that storyline from last season and they keep dragging it back in in pieces here. Well, they're going to now that <laughs> now no, Sarah, Sarah's supposed to be part of the other show, right? Well, yeah, but yeah, legends yeah. of tomorrow, but yeah. at least I, I, while it was kind of weird, in that apparently there was a way to poison the Lazarus pit. I'm glad that they did that, even though it just seemed like out of nowhere and kind of dumb. I'm glad that they did that. Is so that it, what was happening in that weird, like, dream world when they pulled her out of the the pit? They no, were not in the dream it? world. That was oh, okay. back after they, they raised Sarah from the dead. The other, what's her name? It was Roz's yeah. daughter. She poisoned yeah. the pit. And... I like that they did that because they made future deaths 
will have stick. to stick <laughs> yeah. because there's no there's no there's no way to uh, to go about getting that <laughs> having that happen again and so i like that because future consequences will actually have consequences uh, but with the way they've going i like that they brought in constantine as you know and his abilities to you know like go into the the other world and bring her soul back or whatever you know they they were doing and and stuff but i don't know i think as the i still start having problems with as the things keep getting bigger i keep going let's get back to like a arrow <laughs> like like this in this show arrow kind of like on the flash i saw somebody it was talking about like i think it was talking about like last week's episode and they were like hey it's an episode of the flash that's actually about the flash <laughs> and, we're like, <laughs> and we're like five episodes in or something so i don't know Overall, I think it's better than last season, but you still have to deal with all the things they did last season. You can't just you can't just completely just like hand wave that all away. And you can, and it might make half the audience happy. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up in the shower. It's like the uh... like Dallas. <laughs> yeah, like Dallas. He forgets what happened. <laughs> it turns out that uh, that could have been how they brought Sarah back. Is that <laughs> you? Wake up and Sarah's in the shower, and it turns out that everything from where she died last season to now was just a bad dream. <laughs> All right, that's enough of Arrow. Move on to the next show on the list, which is Sleepy Hollow, season three, episode six, "The Red Lady from Caribbee." And Andrea, what are you thinking of the third season of Sleepy Hollow? I am enjoying it very much. I'm really upset that Fox is trying to kill it. <laughs> Since the- they announced today that they're moving it to Fridays with like <laughs> no lead in and that's great. Um and it's like like I love what's funny is that like last season I was so over a lot of last season because of the whole Katrina thing. I hated Katrina. Like I hated what she did with the story. And they finally got rid of her and now they're like doing really well and they have stories I care about and they're like focusing on like Abby and Jenny and I love you know I love the continuation of like how um Ichabod's like you know evolving and like trying to learn more modern things like I feel like it's finally I feel like that's finally found its groove and now they're gonna kill it (laughs) I think last season had so many different problems that it almost sort of started the killing process (laughs) You know, last season where people that were so into it the first season just started dropping away in droves. And even though I would say it's back to first season quality with the types of stories that they're telling and that it focuses mainly on Abby and Ichabod. And it's, yeah, like you said, it's continuing his progression of learning new things. It's got his, you know, his now storyline of becoming a citizen to to play with and... uh, (laughs) I love the whole thing of like I don't need to study. I was there, <laughs> like, and and she's like, yeah, but you need to know what's in this book, even if it's not correct, <laughs> you know, type of thing, because that's what they're going to actually be asking you on the test. Uh, that was that was pretty funny stuff like that. I I enjoy the I enjoy the show. I what I really like is that they semi. It's sort of like semi rebooted it in that they brought in they brought back in the storyline of where they got rid of, you know, the headless horseman and 
and all that type of stuff that they were dealing with in the first and second season. And they've got a new thing that they're dealing with now, which, but they brought in that storyline of like there's seven potential things and they dealt with the first one and this is the second one. And that whole idea just seems like, wow, that would have been a really good idea for a seven season series. Like if you, (laughs) if you would have gone with this and you saw the first one in the first season and then the second season you were doing like the stuff they're doing now, instead of continuing on, not quite having solved the, (laughs) the stuff in the first season in the second season. And so I like now, I think they actually with this season have created a really good trajectory for the show where you could, you could see it go for, you know, even if the, if, and I would hope that they would continue with, you know, the shortened seasons that you could go on for, you know, a few, a few more seasons. Cause they have, they sort of like laid out the, the potential there for the witnesses having to go through the, like the seven tribulations or whatever it was that they, that they called it. Uh, so I like that. It seems to have streamlined things that way as well. And it make makes more sense. But I just enjoy the show because it's it's a lot of fun, and I hope that you know if it does, you know, even drop some more or whatever going to Friday nights. I hope that it gets the fringe treatment, and yeah, they, right. three more years, and they <laughs> and they just keep and they keep bringing it back, even though it has low ratings because it does get, you know, because it it, it is relatively solid for a Friday night or something. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Did I can't remember is it going to be at 8 or or 9? I think 8 because yeah, it's leading into Hell's Kitchen or not Hell's Kitchen, whatever. Yeah, that's where I live, apparently. I'm like <laughs> well, cuz that would actually make more sense because that would be perfect because then you could go like Sleepy Hollow Grim on a on a Friday night. Right. Yeah, instead don't of, pair them up against each other. Instead of having yeah. them having the two shows go against each other, that would that wouldn't be good for. Well, it probably would be less good for Sleepy Hollow because Grimm seems to be pretty solid at what it's doing on a, on a Friday night. But how about you, Kyle? What are yeah, I'm enjoying it. I I definitely the Katrina thing almost killed me last season, but <laughs> I'm so glad she's gone. They've done a really good job of like replacing the supporting cast. Like I really like the adventure guy they had in the second season. Now this season they brought in like in the past they brought in Betsy Ross and she always has some fun adventures uh in the past and then they brought in like the sheriff's the old sheriff's son now as like a a new person to help them out with their cases. So I think they've done a good job of keeping it fresh that way by introducing both new people in the past and new people in the present to tell both sides of the stories. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that they brought on like a series regular that only appears in the flashbacks. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting it's kind of an interesting thing. But yeah, those are always fun cuz especially with Ichabod having had some sort of a relationship with her in the past and stuff. I just like how they play with his, historical events and historical people and add in these the real stuff but then 
this other side to them that <laughs> you're like, yeah, Betsy Ross was a little bit more than a seamstress. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then he has to like roll his eyes when people mention it. Like, right. uh, yeah, yeah, that's what she was. She was a seamstress. Yeah. But I, I really like too how I, I, I always enjoy the fish out of water type of stuff the most. Like I just find those a lot of fun. I like this season, how they have him going and dating this other woman who uh, I, I like that they're not trying to push like an Abby and an Ichabod type of relationship because I think it's a lot more fun with with them just as friends and her helping him out. Uh, and I don't even get that ship. Like I've I've never seen that as a thing. Like, yeah, they have good chemistry, but they have good chemistry as friends and witnesses and, and continuing to go on with this type of stuff, not as romantic partners and man for what for once i would like to see a show that just keeps and lets a male and a female be friends like what's the deal with that like come on already yeah just that seems like something that could happen i mean it doesn't always have to go the other direction and i like you said though guy i like what they they have like (laughs) this episode they uh, they have him at uh, basically like a benihana's (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that he was so nervous that he went online and got like 20 questions to ask on a first date and he's just like peppering her with them not even like waiting for answers he just keeps asking them well didn't she read the same list yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turned out that she had the same list uh so yeah they they're like this perfect little couple it's it's pretty funny though that all that stuff but his thing about yeah, that that knife works all impressive, but in a fight, you would, like, you would just get killed or whatever. Uh, yeah, just just a lot of fun. I think that this season has has been. It's gotten back on track with what I mean. They still had that type of stuff in the second season, but more of the season they they tend in the second season, like Abby and Ichabod were sort of split up at times. Uh, and then the whole thing of Katrina, like, going bad. Basically, instead of adding her into the Scooby gang, they made her, <laughs> like, an adversary, which was which was sort of strange. But at least they did finally do away with Kill that. Like in, the, like, in the last <laughs> few episodes, they were just, like, they just completely spun things around and, like, rebooted yeah. <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the last few episodes of of the last season or of season two. And, and if I kicked off here, I mean, all the stuff of like him having gotten arrested and uh, all these different things that they've done. I really love the episode when they went to that restaurant that was all, it was colonial. It, yeah, it was like colonial times. <laughs> and, it, and it had like some breakfast buffet that had all the things were named after historical figures and and stuff like that. That was uh, somebody took a screenshot of of the menu when he was looking at it and so you could see like all the dishes that they had. <laughs> You know, like eggs, <laughs> eggs Benedict Arnold, and all these. I paused my TiVo to read all that stuff <laughs> during that. <laughs> they had there was some really funny, like they. I thought it was I thought it was funny and clever that they went to that extreme to make sure <laughs> that if somebody did do that, that all the things on the menu would be relatable in that way some somehow. And so that was 
but I just I just like his whole thing of like his take on history and how important it was and it's been turned into a chain restaurant you know, type of thing. And Abby's like, well, at least, you know, it does keep it in front of people a little bit or something like that, you know? So, yeah, I think, I think we're all sort of on board that Sleepy Hollow is sort of back on track and we're enjoying the third season. And with that, we'll move on to the last show on the list which is The Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 5, Now. And that's after we got the Morgan flashback episode. And then, Andrea, I'd like your take on that one. What did you think of the Morgan flashback episode? More, um, it, I didn't realize it would be that intense. And then we got to the end, and I was like, well, that's... <laughs> That's not fun. <laughs> it's like, thank you. Like the show was like so intense for an hour and then I figured it couldn't get worse. And then they dropped that, that Maggie, uh, bomb thing. I think that was this episode, right? I'm not remembering that wrong. Oh, this episode, I'm talking about the previous episode with where oh, you got the Morgan sorry. flashback like happens when I'm like, this is the episode, right? I think like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about Morgan. See, I can't get the, I'm, we had this stretch of what I thought was like three great episodes. Yeah. Yep. If you take out the last few seconds where Glenn ends up in, I suppose he's dead. Maybe he's not. Nobody's Possibly, not. Maybe. No way. <laughs> Nobody's not. Who knows? No one's uh, sure. But we're not going to tell you for a few episodes. Apparently, we're not going to give you any closure on that. We're gonna we're gonna drop that in there, and then we're gonna flash back and give you a ninety minute episode of how Morgan came to be really good at using his stick. You know? <laughs> I feel like they do that. It, I mean, I, I stopped kind of watching the walking dead as closely as I used to. I mean, I put it on and I watch it, but I'm kind of like half paying attention. Like, I mean, I pay attention to the big story lines, but um, there are times I'm just like tired <laughs> and it's like, Oh God, like it's the same thing. But didn't they do that? like a few seasons ago where they do that a lot where they have these like big, like really good episodes all in a row or things that happen. And then they'll randomly throw in a flashback. And unless it's someone like Carol that I like adore, I'm just not. Yeah. They did that. They did that with the governor where they they flash back and they, you saw the, what happened. You went through the governor's life up until the same point that, that the people at the prison were at. And I don't mind that type of storytelling. Exactly, but it just came at like a weird spot and then also felt like it didn't really need to be a 90-minute episode. Oh, right. it definitely didn't. Because yes. you got you got like – for what you got, I expected there to be more Like because you got like a little bit of flash of way at the beginning and then you got a little bit of a flash of him when he was going crazy in that one little small town and then he leaves that – and he comes across the cheesemaker, and they just sort of chill there for a while as he <laughs> as he learns his sort of ways of all life is precious, even if you don't kill a bunch of people and then they go out and almost murder your buddy <laughs> because you let them go. You, f- you find out about his philosophy and how he got there, but it jumps – you just see that, and then it basically jumps all the way back till now. You don't see any of – after he left there, like what else did he do besides tracking, you know, like they show him heading to Terminus, but after there, he, you know, he's been to other places before he helps 
you know, before he helped out, uh, what was it, Daryl and and the other yeah. guy that were trapped. Aaron. Yeah. And it seemed like if you're going to do a 90 minute episode, that there could have you could have filled in some other gaps or something. But I they're guess they're saving that for another that. 90 minute episode <laughs> next half of the season. <laughs> they, they were giving, <laughs> uh, they were giving a lot to just that how he came to be thinking the way that he is now, which was fine, but it just didn't seem like it needed to be 90 minutes. Uh, and then you follow it up with this past episode that takes place back at Alexandria. And yeah, you get a big, you know, sort of drop of information at the end of the episode uh, with Maggie, but the rest of the episode sort of felt like it almost felt like kind of filler. Mm-hmm. But it it was like you're okay now we're back to we saw what's happening at Alexandria and now the next episode we're going to see what happened over this period of two or three days to you know Daryl and the rest that were leading the other half of the you know the zombies away so it looks like we're going to get that same type of storytelling now where we're going to see what's happening with another group, and that group's not going to tell you anything about Glenn. Oh, I'm, 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 I've resolved now that we're not going to find anything about Glenn yeah. at the minimum until the mid-season finale, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's until, like, March or February, whenever the show comes <laughs> the, back. The show comes back. But yeah, it just, it just seemed like now we're going to get, like, that, and then maybe an episode where you find out what happened with Michonne and the rest of them, because that, I didn't realize, I didn't see them in the the scenes for the next episode. So, you know, it looks like you could get two more episodes that take place at the same time as now to, to, to fill out the other thing, which is, which is okay, I guess, to do that again, the same way they did with the first three episodes. But I don't know. It just seemed like the other thing that seemed really weird about this episode was uh, they had another one of those sort of like group meetings out there by the, the front gate yet. Apparently, Carol was really tired after killing all those people and yeah, where couldn't was show she? up. <laughs> like I was, she should have been there at least in some aspect of this episode. It's she gets weird. mentioned. She gets mentioned twice. You know when uh, when uh, they take out the one zombie and and Rick's like uh, Carol said she had killed another one and but we couldn't find it. Uh, this must have been it. And then the other was when the one guy goes up and the other lady's like, I thought that that Carol was, was supposed to be coming. She, he's like, yeah, I volunteered to take her spot. And you're just like, really? She got like two mentions in the episode, but a whole episode that takes place at Alexandria. And apparently she was taking a nap for like three days or something. Maybe she was eating that casserole. She just finished making. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's the thing is like that previous episode, it basically took place in the time you could cook a casserole. And then this episode takes place over two or three days and you never see Carol show up. That that is the weirdness of the way they sh- they do some of the stuff. That when they only have people for so many episodes, or you know, or only are going to be using so many you know people in so many episodes. But this totally felt like an episode that Carol should have been, not just should have been, but would have been part of that conversation yeah. taking place. Yeah, besides the Carol not being there, I I didn't feel any weirdness about this episode. I had already resolved after the Morgan episode that we're not going to get an answer on Glenn for a while. So 
I wasn't as anxious this week as I was the previous week about what happened to Glenn. I'm still convinced he's perfectly alive, especially they can remove his name from the credits and do all this other stuff to try to trick people, but I'm convinced he's still alive. And I forget who said it. It was one of the critics, but I can't remember on Twitter, mentioned something about how... um, like, oh, they took Glenn's name or they took, you know, his name out of the credits right away, like Steve Yoon. But how long did it take them to remove, um, like, uh, who was it? Oh, uh, Laurie's name? Like, yeah. after she died, like, after uh, um, she left the series, it was like, how long did they take it to, like, once she died? Like, they didn't, you know, they didn't care. And now they were so quick to, like, remove him right away. It seems like kind of a... Like, yeah, yeah we'll just really drive home the fact that he's dead and then we'll hope that you all. <laughs> yeah. And to me, like people are complaining like, oh, they better have a good reason how he lived. I couldn't care less. I just want him alive. Right. He could be beamed up by aliens and beamed to safety. I said to someone else, like Daryl could show up and do like a soft shoe routine to distract the <laughs> zombies. I would be perfectly fine with that. Like, I don't care how he survives. I want him alive. Like, it doesn't bother me. But uh, yeah, so I, I, so I didn't expect us to get any kind of answer on him this week, and so I was not upset like I was last week when I thought for sure like we built up to this main thing, and now you're going to do a whole complete tangent and not even discuss what's happening in the main story. Does it bother anybody else that still that still at this period of time that some of the other residents of Alexandria are just like resolved to oh we're going to die? Yeah, and just have like no, like they don't want to fight or do or seem to do anything. They're just like, yeah, uh, no, I'm just gonna eat the rest of the food because you know we're not gonna be around for after a couple of days anyway. So what's the point? Uh, type of thing. Have they seen just like, Carol? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that bugged me in this episode was Deanna. Is she the only person that like she's stabbing the thing in the stomach? Like just stab it in the head. Like she's like, I mean, everyone knows you have to stab this thing in the head. Like even if you've never killed one, they must have told you this at like Zombie One Hundred One in in the town. Like yeah. Well, even at first, it's like okay, it's taller than you are. But once it got knocked down and she jumps on top of it and then she just keeps stabbing it in the chest, yes. then you're just like, uh, just just one, one to the head. One to the head. Come on. You can, you can take out your anger afterwards. Just yeah. kill it first. <laughs> but at least that was sort of her scene of sort of coming around, I guess. But still, it just seems that they still have people in there that even after the one guy sort of steps up and goes, you know, it would be even – We'd be even worse off if it wasn't for Rick and his plan, you know, that it actually worked had the horn not gone off, you know, type of thing. And, you know, the other guy stepping forward to say, you know, it was my pictures that they found and why the uh, the other group came and, you know, all those different things. But yet there's even after all of that, they're just like basically reserved to die. Like they're still, they still don't want to follow Rick. They still don't believe that they could possibly get, you know, get out of the situation that they're in or, or any of that type of stuff. And it, it just so bothers me in that situation that you're just like, really? Like even now, at least they gave the situation they had the, the new sort of doctor come around 
uh, to you know figuring some things out. Uh, they they have had the other uh, lady that Rick and her are kissing at the end of the episode. They have her come around, especially after she had to take out that other lady herself a couple episodes ago. So there is a couple people coming around, but even after they talk to some of the other residents, they're just they're still like, nah. <laughs> they should just open the gate. Okay, if you're giving up, go ahead. Yeah, why why even just wait? Yeah. It it's just so that aspect of it is bothersome to me because it seems like okay, I get that at the first, but now it makes no sense. Like <laughs> now you've seen enough, things have happened. You you have seen firsthand what the world is like now after having been in this, you know, bubble for a while. And it seems like you would now at least try to come around, uh, especially since these other people have survived for quite some time. <laughs> and there is a plan. There is a potential plan to once they, you know, the hope is that once Daryl and them are finished, that when they come back, that they could use the vehicles again to then draw these ones away. And so it, it's not like it's it's just total dire straits that there is still, you know, nobody is. Although they did leave the little hint of that something was seeping through or or starting to push through the, the wall, it seemed like, or something. Yeah, it looked like it was just blood, though. Like, Well, that... I still think that it's the worst design ever, that the supports are outside the wall. Yeah, because they could just the all wall. fall on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still don't ever get how why that it was designed that way, but uh, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, the only... the. The main thing that bothered me is the last episode was too long. This episode just seemed to feel fillery. It you you got some stuff, but it seemed like you could have been telling some of this story and also seeing what was happening with some other people. Not just it almost seemed too slow. I mean, they did did definitely ramp things up for the first few episodes, but it just. It didn't. It seemed like a pause we didn't need after last week's episode being a giant pause. Right. It's like they're. I feel like they're just now they they're like going slower and trying to ramp up all this. Like they're trying to slow down so they can use the last like two or three. Yeah. They'll, then they'll ramp back up in like, the last two. Like it's not paced correctly, basically. Yeah. Well, I think it would be paced correctly for the overall story. If you didn't drop a 90 minute flashback episode in there, like if you're just telling the story of what's happening now to this group to have this like three episodes, that's really fast. And then it slows down for a couple episodes where you see what's happening to them now. And then it ramps back up for the mid season finale. That'll, that'll make sense to me, but it feels weird when you drop a flashback episode. That's an extended episode. That's also slow. And then it looks like, you know, then you get this episode that's slow. Although it does kind of look like maybe stuff happens in the next episode that's not exactly, I don't know, Daryl's trying to save his bike because apparently he ran out of gas or something or won't start. And coming across, you know, some burned bodies and various things. So it looks like it may ramp up a little bit in the next episode. But overall, I'm enjoying it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm enjoying the season at least. I'm not, you know, I was I was kind of very back and forth about how I felt about it when the season started, but but I'm enjoying it. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't care for the black and white stuff. I'm not a big fan of black and white in the in the premiere and then the 90 minute episode. But other than that, I've really enjoyed the rest of the season, especially when we see Glenn happy and alive at some point. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> when at some point somewhere, all of a sudden we'll see some signal because Glenn will finally have been able to signal that he's yeah. OK. <laughs> And then 10 episodes later, we'll get a flashback to see what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll find out it, how exactly he survived. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I can't, I, I wish I, I can't remember. Uh, there's, I think there's like a Twitter account called like the mocking dead or something like that. And it just like makes fun of things that happen. And I think it was them. They posited like a, <laughs> an episode that flashback that there was going to be a two hour flashback to uh, one of the guys that died on the farm <laughs> like, and what his backstory was or something. That was kind of funny, but yeah, I think that uh, that'll do it for the primetime segment and we'll move on to TV recommendations. My recommendation is Christella season one comes out on DVD on Tuesday, November 17th started out a little rough, but I quite enjoyed the show by the end of it. And wish it was still on instead of things that ABC has in its place. <laughs> Truth be told. <laughs> and, but it was, it was a, it was a fun little show. So I think it's, you know, it's potentially worth checking out if uh, you're looking for, you know, some comedy to, to binge your way through. Uh, how about you, Andrea? Um, I was actually going to agree with you on that. Um, only because... Like, I didn't watch it when it first came out, and I happened to be home um, with my parents, and my parents watched it, and they were, like, very, very into the show, and I'm I'm such, I feel like such a snob sometimes, because they'll ask me to watch something, and I'm like, ah, oh, like, you don't understand what good TV is, like, you know, <laughs> like, like, you love Modern Family, and, like, you, you know, but you won't watch, like, Breaking Bad, and I'm like, this you know, you just watch stuff that you want to watch. It can't be good, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I would, and I would recommend it like for anyone that, you know, is curious about, you know, getting into the show, seeing what it's about. I thought it was really funny and I thought it was different. Um, and that's something I wouldn't have known if I hadn't like, you know, watched an episode. Um, cause I'm so closed off to like, <laughs> thinking things are actually good maybe like tv is making me really uh i don't know like blind <laughs> to everything um so i am going to agree with you that's gonna be my recommendation how about you kyle uh for me i had two quick recommendations uh the first is nathan for you seasons one and two uh which is out on dvd today as we're recording this so basically, if you don't know what the show is, it's uh, this guy, Nathan Fielder, is a comedian, but he also has a business degree. And so he comes up with these business plans uh, to help these struggling small businesses. But they're like just absolutely absurd and ridiculous. Like he might uh, like he tells a movie theater company to set up a policy of no sharing of concessions in order to improve their profits. And he has like a maid service like Instead of taking two hours and two maids to clean the house, why not get 40 maids to clean the house in two minutes? And so he puts like together these ridiculous uh, things. One of his things in the second season actually went viral. He basically created a store called Dumb Starbucks and used like artistic license and parody license and basically called it like an art studio in order to get away with being able to do it. And it was basically like a, they 
had all the Starbucks logos and Starbucks everything. And so it was to help some struggling, uh, struggling coffee shop. Uh, so this DVD is the first two seasons. It's currently airing its third season on uh, Comedy Central right now. I have a whole review of the DVD up on my site. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, and then my other recommendation is the the Nick podcast. It's like an official podcast from the show creators of the of the Nick, and it's really interesting. Like every episode, they talk, like it. The episodes come out right after the episode airs, and they give like a nice behind the scenes of how they did certain shots and what was going on at the time. They bring on the actors of the show, and it's like a mini behind the scenes uh, show for each episode of the TV show. And it's a really interesting podcast. So it's almost like getting like a commentary track. Yeah. Like you would get on a DVD or something like that, but you get it via podcast afterwards. Yep. That'd be pretty cool. I'm surprised that nowadays that there aren't more shows that do things like that. I mean, especially with the rise of the after show. Yeah. You can have your own after show, especially on a podcast. It doesn't cost you anything. I mean, granted there's the, there is the whole after show network that does basically does an after show for every show that's on podcast wise. But I'm surprised that, you know, like uh, there's been shows that have done, you know, have like the official podcast and stuff. But that seems like something you would see start to pop up more of because it's all stuff that they could all package up later on. Yeah, they could even yeah they could throw well it it doesn't go completely with the episode but I mean you could always record it video wise too and just throw it on as extras on the Blu-ray or DVD and like yeah I mean it's I, I find it re- like I just discovered it like a couple weeks ago I missed it like the first season but it's like really I found it really interesting they bring on a lot of the guests uh, a lot of the stars and they just talk about like what it was like filming certain scenes and like how certain effects were, they brought an effects guy in the last episode to talk about how they like set this person on fire and did all this other stuff. So it's a, it's really interesting. It does sound interesting. It also sounds like they go definitely like more in depth than say like a talking dead does. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. It's not all like, Oh, kudos to us. Like we're great. Like, no, they, they give you more detail about how, like the actual production of the, the show, which is really interesting. So yeah, so if you're an actual like TV geek and are interested in more than than the show itself, you're also interested in how things get put together and stuff like that. It sounds like a it would be an interesting listen, especially if you're obviously if you're a fan of the Nick and have been watching. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have links to all that stuff to Kyle's review of of Nathan for you and links to the Nick podcast and where you can find Christella season one, as well as the. News stories we talked about, and also where you can find Andrea and Kyle online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 298. And next week, uh, Amory and Ray will be back with me, and I'm sure we'll be talking about Amory's trip to Chicago. So, like I said before, you, there's that to look forward to next week. I'm sure there will be plenty of ridiculous stories to come. <laughs> Assuming she made it back. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah. They visited both fake Molly's Pub and then lots of real pubs in Chicago, so I'm sure there's been plenty of stories between uh, her and Kurt. I'm sure they've got up to plenty of shenanigans over the last few days. But with that, thank you, Andrea and Kyle, for joining me on episode 298. Thank you. Thanks.